day one. Today is the first day of the truth journey. I am elated. I have no idea what to expect for these next 40 days, but I can imagine. I imagine God is going to do some pruning in my life in order to make it better and sweeter. I imagine I'm not going to completely enjoy these parts because they're uncomfortable. However, if it brings me closer to Him or prepares me into the person He wants me to become, then why not? I want my Papa to be able to use me to my full potential in whatever way that looks. Yet, I also understand with great powers comes great responsibilities. I aspire to become Elijah. I know. I know. I should want to be more like Jesus, and yes, of course. But I'm just saying, Elijah was one of the coolest prophets. I like the way he exercised the power he had, and with confidence, he spoke a word and it happened. If the same power that was in him is the same power that raised Christ from the dead, and it's the same power that I have living inside of me, then shouldn't I be able to speak a word and make it rain or snow? or bring the dead back to life? So, why haven't I been able to do that? What's possibly holding me back? Does it have anything to do with truth or knowing the truth, the way, and the life? Not too long ago, I had an epiphany about love and the way I loved. It inspired me to embark on a 40-day journey to search within myself and within Papa God why I wasn't loving him completely. That journey changed my life in a way I never imagined. Within that same journey, Papa had spoken to me about the words that were coming out of my mouth. I didn't give it a whole lot of attention, but Papa has his ways of getting my attention. Within a matter of weeks, Papa had told me the same phrase over and over and over. He said, Ruth, do you want to live a long and good life? I said, of course, Papa. Then he said, then keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. The first time I heard Papa say it, I said, okay, and I went about my life. However, the next few weeks, Papa continuously brought it up. After a while, I began to ponder its meaning. I called my bestie to get her thoughts on the matter. The more I pondered Papa's words, the more I wondered if I had offended him. I tried searching my memory bank as to times I may have blatantly told a lie, or three, but hadn't asked for forgiveness. After a while, the burden of those words had me to the point of grief. I asked Papa for forgiveness and repented for every lie I could think of, and yet, Papa still spoke those words. I finally gave up, and I asked him to please help me and understand what I clearly wasn't getting. I longed to please my papa, and I didn't want to cause him any grief. Then one day, as I was reading John 8, papa revealed to me the mystery of his words. He said, Ruth, lying is the native tongue of the devil. Don't let the devil become your father, for he is the father of lies. I asked Ruth to bring to my remembrance when I told lies, and the unveiling was shocking. What I didn't think too much about as lies and just what our culture calls white lies was adding up. These were lies I had told that I thought wasn't hurting anyone. 
They were the kind of lies you tell your kids when you long to get them out of your hair, or the kind of lies you tell someone when you want to escape uncomfortable and meaningless conversations. These were the lies that I unconsciously told day in and day out, so much so that they were second nature to me. Once I came to that realization, the thought came that I needed to embark on a journey of living a sinless life. Whoa there, <laughs> a sinless life? Uh, yeah, I wasn't ready for that. So instead, I opted for a journey of speaking the truth for 40 days. Now, of course, this is my thought. I know Papa by now, and I know my thoughts aren't his way of thinking, and my way of thinking aren't his thoughts. So I'm fully prepared to go wherever this may lead. I know no matter where it goes, it's for the better, and I want to be better and not bitter. Yet, and able to speak truth, I looked up the definition of truth to get a better understanding. Truth, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is the body of real things, events, and facts. I cannot promise I'm going to be perfect at this, but I will do my best to speak the truth at all times and in all things. I will do my best to give accurate information according to my knowledge and remembrance. If I'm unable to speak the truth, then I will either seek further assistance from Rue or keep my mouth shut. The most important thing is that I speak the truth in love and I don't embellish the truth whether out of fear or out of pleasure. I know my flesh is weak, but my spirit is willing and that is all I need. background information. Welcome to another journey. This is the journey of truth and I'm so glad you've decided to embark on this journey with me. The last journey, a journey of love, was 40 days of finding what that means to love Papa God with all of my being. And somewhere within that journey, as I stated, he started talking to me about the way that I would talk about things or have conversations. And he was bringing to my attention that within those conversations, I tended to tell white lies. They were little lies, lies that I didn't really think too much about because, well, they weren't really hurting anybody. And I just was saying them to get out of situations. But of course, you know, with Papa, sin is sin and therefore sin must be corrected. And I'm all about correction even though it may be uncomfortable. So within this journey, I have opted to go 40 days speaking the truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. And I hope within this journey that it will inspire you to take your own journey in speaking the truth and seeking the truth, the way and the life of Christ within your own life. Thank you again for joining me on this journey. I cannot wait to see what God has in store for me. Let your true beauty come from your inner personality, not a focus on the external. For lasting beauty comes from a gentle and peaceful spirit, which is precious in God's sight and is much more important than the outward adornment of elaborate hair, 
jewelry, and fine clothes. 1 Peter 3, 3 and 4 Yesterday, I had a dream that was filled with chaotic life things. Friends were being invited over as well as family, but I couldn't spend much time with them because I had to take care of my son. As much as I wanted to go and relish in the fun, I made the decision to stay home and care for my little guy. He was going through an intestinal cleansing, per the doctor's order, and I saw myself being very gentle with him. Suddenly, the phone rung. When I answered it, my brother was on the other end, asking me if I knew that Papa God was in the room watching me the whole time. I was shocked. I had no idea. Sure enough, when I turned around, there was Papa God sitting in the corner watching me like a proud dad. He told me continue with a gentle spirit and to continue being kind just like no one was watching. I hate to say this, but the truth is I failed within the first few minutes of getting out of bed. I could easily say it's because I'm not a morning person or my period started and was making me cranky and my son was getting on my nerves. And I know all that sounds like excuses. Even if they were these things, which they were, I didn't need to respond with harshness. I can't stress enough how thankful I am for grace and forgiveness. I started over as many times as I had to until I could get it right. And I'll continue to do so. In fact, this morning, I looked up a definition of the word gentle. According to the Webster's Dictionary, gentle is to be free from harshness, sternness, and violence. Hmm, everything in my upbringing was not. I think I see where this is going. I wonder if this is a healing session Papa's doing with me. Isn't it funny that when you think you've healed from something, Papa just peels back another layer? Having to tell the truth, knowing that I may have an audience, is much harder than I anticipated. I feel like I'm having confession, and I'm not even Catholic. Anyways, back to a gentle spirit. I did some research as to why that was important to Papa, and I found out that gentleness will help me to be humble. Humbleness will free me from pride, and when there's no pride, I can make more room for love. Love will help me to be patient and kind and forgiving. Not only that, but I'll be less likely to be angered. Also, to have a gentle spirit is to be able to diffuse angry situations. And... Of course, it's of great worth to God. Wow, I have to say this only because this is the truth journey, and I am obligated to tell the truth, which honestly is uncomfortable. Hmm, what a thought. Who would have thought to tell the truth is uncomfortable? Anyway, the truth is, I'm not as gentle as I could be. I tend to react before I think or process any situation before me, especially with my children. However, I am willing to practice being gentle. I will do this because it's important to Papa, so therefore, it's important to me. I want by the end of this journey to be a gentle spirit, quick to listen and slow to speak, and for good measure, slow to react. Of course, unless it's an emergency. It would be nice not to have to raise my voice just because I think that's the best way of getting my kids' attention when truly it's exerting and exhausting. I do want to tone down the harshness, especially with my words, because again, I tend to speak and not think, and it's hard to fix things when they've already left your mouth.
When I think about this, I can't help but think of the amount of work that has to go into this relationship with Papa. To be like Christ-minded is no simple task, but it's doable. It's possible. I just need to take it one day at a time, one hour at a time. If Papa believes in me, then I need to believe in myself. Day 3 Today I spent all my time focusing on being gentle that I realized I didn't acknowledge Papa, nor talk to him throughout the day. I'm not sure why, but I've always struggled to be in the middle. I've always been an extremist for as long as I could recall. I'm either in or out, black or white, 100 or zero. I'm not sure how I feel about that, especially when I thought I was a great multitasker. Maybe this is the reason I struggle to finish what I began. The fact that I can't split my attention to multiple things at once. Hmm. I sure fooled myself into thinking I could. I thought how I juggled things in the past, they all led to the same thing. Me being overwhelmed and then doing nothing. Am I overwhelmed now in this moment? I don't think I am. I find it funny that even if I don't think I am, my body will say otherwise. For example... I don't think I'm stressed. I think I'm doing pretty good, especially with Christmas being tomorrow. However, my body tells me I'm not doing good because I've managed to chew all my nails down to the nubs. A sure sign, I'm stressed. Also, although I say I'm not stressed, I realize that I've been wearing the same pajama outfit for the past three days. Yeah, I'm overdue for a shower. So then... Why or what reason can I not sense I'm stressed? Am I in denial? If so, why would I be denying it? Why was that a bad thing? Ah, thank you, Rue. Rue has reminded me that I've been conditioned to not ask for help. Asking for help says I'm weak. It says I'm not capable. It says I'm a hindrance or an inconvenience. It says I'm stupid. At least, that's what my old man used to tell me. And for years, it caused me to struggle to ask for help. And clearly, even now. Was I prideful about receiving help? Nah, not at all. I was more like fearful. Fearful of what the person might say or think or treat me. And that was scary. The other thing that was also scary was, what if they wanted something in return? What if they expected me to do something or give something for helping me? Even though this hasn't been the case, most times I have felt obligated to do something in return as a payback so no one holds anything over my head and tell me I owe them something. Thankfully, this isn't the case with the board. So, I'll ask Rue to remind me to ask for help in juggling not only the things on my plate, but also being gentle and acknowledging the one who is always gentle with me. Day 4 
We don't have a whole lot of traditions at our house, but on Christmas Day, the girls and I come together and bake a cake in honor of Jesus' birth. We enjoy decorating the cake and then singing happy birthday and then eating the cake together. However, I've been so distracted with all that's been going on this year that I wasn't up for baking the cake, but my 12-year-old was persistent. So her and her sister went to the kitchen to get started on the cake. I was hesitant to want to decorate it because the truth is... I can't enjoy it. They're blessed with their father's DNA, that no matter how much sweets and sugary things they eat, the word cavity won't ever be in their vocabulary. However, I have one cookie, and I get a cavity. Some days, it's hard not to roll my eyes at the whole situation. It didn't help that I was in a crabby mood, either. I felt annoyed. It felt like the whole day was annoying, and I wasn't even sure why. Maybe I wasn't getting enough sleep, which wasn't out of the norm. But maybe not enough sleep finally caught up with me, and today was the day of all days to be a Grinch. Bah humbug. Background information. So this entry was short because I find that when I'm having a really crappy day, that I tend to not want to write because then I feel that it becomes really negative. I kind of cheated a little bit because I knew that I would have to record this. So to spare the negativity, of my thought process on crabby days, I opted to not write anything further than what I had written. Day 5 In the wee hours of the morning, about 2 a.m., I was talking to my best friend about how my husband, Tony, had called me savage, and it wasn't in a good way. She asked me to explain. I told her how my girls wanted to bake a cake for Jesus, a tradition we have come to enjoy. The oldest daughter called me into the kitchen for some assistance. I proceeded to assist her, but also made mentions of things that she could have done better. I left the kitchen telling them how great they were doing, though. However, a few minutes went by and they called me again. This time, Tony stepped in to help and told them everything looked fine and proceeded to pour the batter into the containers for cooking. I quickly crossed the living room into the kitchen to make sure that all was well. Again, I mentioned things could have been done differently and then scolded my younger daughter for not using the bigger container for the cake. It was in that moment that my husband made the comment to me that I needed to cut the girls some slack and stop being so savage. I explained to my best friend that normally in that situation, I probably would have argued, made a snarky comment, and felt offended, and then want to defend my position, but instead I had to stop and think. Honestly, I was taken aback. I hadn't expected such a comment. Yet, he was right. When I think about the way that I have become, I wasn't always like this. I was raised to speak when spoken to. I used to internalize everything or write things down. It was not like me to speak my mind. All that changed when I married Tony. Of course, it didn't change in a day or a week, but just over several years. Tony uncaged me. He helped me to find the freedom to speak up through encouragement. The freedom to speak my mind was like tasting wine for the first time. It was intoxicating. However, when I think of it now, perhaps I've taken it too far. The liberty and freedom I have now 
I may be abusing. Perhaps it was no wonder my words tended to sound so harsh, misplaced, and some would even say hateful. Ouch. Now that I think of it, I can't be upset when my younger daughter says the things that she does. She's just learning from me. Oof. I also told my best friend that in this case, Rue helped me to process my thoughts and to acknowledge that I was in the wrong, to apologize and to move forward. If I wasn't on this journey and making an effort to be a better version of myself than I was yesterday, I would have most likely taken Tony's comment personal and then given everybody the silent treatment. That's when the revelation hit me. Although I'm a kid at heart, sometimes I forget to actually be an adult and act like an adult. Because my actions are similar to that of a kid, my children treat me as such. It's why they probably didn't respect me as an adult, because I acted too much like a kid. This made so much sense. So then why do I act like a kid? Do I want my children to like me? Do I have a fear of growing up? No, and no. I believe it's because I had to grow up sooner than I wanted to. Being the oldest out of five siblings meant being responsible and a manager mommy. I believe it's time for me to grow up indeed. My children need a mother, not another sibling. Late in the afternoon, I had gotten a sudden onset of panic as I had realized a comment that Tony had made earlier was true. It was in regards to our son. We had been told by his doctor to give him some medicine that would help cleanse his bowels. Tony was concerned that what should have been a weekend thing turned into a weekday thing. It was going on seven days and Tony feared that our son would have diarrhea permanently. <laughs> I brushed him off as being silly. But as I took our son a shower and noticed his belly bloated, I panicked. I did the only thing that I could only do. I called my best friend. However, somewhere in the advice given, she criticized my parenting and then laughed about it. She may have found it funny, but it stung. I quickly rushed her off the phone to process what had just happened. Yes, we were accustomed poking fun at each other, but I was being serious here. I should have told her right away how hurtful her words had bothered me, but I didn't. Fear kicked in, and instead I daydreamed and overanalyzed what might happen if I was forthcoming. I hate when I do that, because my old self from way back Avenue tries to talk me into burning down our friendship bridge. It was my coping mechanism. You hurt me? No problem. I walk out of your life and I burn every connection that you have to me. Done. It was the extremist way of life. I dodged that thought, though, only to be encountered with another. How many times have I hurt her with joking words and thought nothing of it? How many times did she brush it under the rug or thought it silly to approach me on it? If I was going to make this about me, that wasn't going to be fair. I needed to include her feelings, too. I had to see the bigger picture. I had to talk to her. Background Information Like I said earlier, as far as Tony making that comment about how savage that I was being towards the girls, in the past, I would have definitely been offended by it. And I find that I've taken things personal a lot of times, but I've gotten much better over the years with really either addressing it or not taking it personal or stopping to think and acknowledging the comment and seeing is there truth in that comment 
And so sometimes, of course, like I said, I tend to overreact. So before I actually process what has been said and whether I'm in the wrong, I just react. So that could be lashing out or making a comeback with an, with another smart act, smart comment or giving everybody the silent treatment because I'm hurt. But this time it was nice to really rely on the spirit and process what had just happened, what was said to me, and then what did I say to deserve what was said to me. And even if I didn't deserve it per se, but also to process what I had said and was I in the wrong and did I merit an apology? So yes, I definitely love that the spirit just had me halt for a moment to think about what I said and then what Tony said. And then fast forwarding to the parenting thing, I don't know why. Normally with uh, my best friend, we're always poking fun at each other. But for whatever reason, this just hurt me. And I don't know maybe if it's because I had just had the revelation that of the way that my kids don't really respect me completely because of my silliness and the way that I act. And so maybe that's what just caused me to be a little more hurt than normal. I'm not really sure, but whatever it was, it did hurt me. And my thing when I deal with hurt in the past, it was to just burn, like just end the friendship. Like I didn't seek to try to mendle or kindle it. It was just, you know what, forget this. I'm out of here. But thankfully, um, God put a stop to that. Papa was like, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. But so now what happened is knowing that I couldn't necessarily burn the friendship down, then my next go-to is to internalize it. And sometimes that usually means I won't say anything about it and I'll just drop it and let it go and move on. But then talking to that person and if they maybe say something that triggers that last comment, then it brings up all those emotions for me again. And then I get annoyed and I get bothered. Sometimes it gets to the point where I drag it out for so long when it could have just been resolved within a matter of the same day or a day or two. And I find that, of course, the longer that I go dragging it out, thinking about it, the worse that my imagination gets on it of how the person's going to react and I shouldn't be concerned with that, of course, about how they're going to react, but I should be concerned about how I'm going to say it and making sure that I'm coming across lovingly. I'm glad, of course, that my spirit did not allow me to do any kind of bird, uh, bridge burning, but instead to just think about why I was hurt, what caused the pain for me to be hurt about it, and to not linger on the fact that I didn't bring it up to her right away, but that I should still talk to her about it and but then also making me realize in the process how often or how many times have I maybe said something jokingly and poked fun at her but and hurt her but she also didn't say anything or thought it was silly to bring it up and just let it go all together so just some things to think about for myself and to really process that I really appreciated it. <laughs>